You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Do you know that you did nothing special for you to be saved? Do you know that? Do you know that your colleagues, your age mates, your friends, your neighbors who died without being saved were just like you were? And you got salvation and they died. Praise God. I am grateful for salvation. I know I am saved. I know what happened. Praise the Lord. I know the path I was traveling on. And I know that something happened to me and changed what were my dreams, what were my aspirations. Not just did it change my dreams and aspirations, it also changed my fears. Praise God. You see, the Bible says men all through their lives are held in the fear, subject to the fear of death. Do you know that? All through their lives, men are held in bondage by the devil because of the fear of death. Let me tell you, that's why if you come to this church, you may not like some of the things I say about dying. But you see, that's one of the things Jesus took care of. When I got saved, all that fear left. How can a born-again Christian be afraid of dying? How can he said, Jesus Christ has what? Abolished death and brought life and immortality. The born again Christian sleeps and is sleeping in this world. Awake with him to be absent in the body's what? To be present with him. How can you be afraid of such a thing? Praise Jesus. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful he saved me. I see nothing in me that makes me a good candidate for salvation. But when salvation comes, the Bible says you carry treasure in what? In earthen vessels. That's what it is. And if we take it from that flow, you now begin to see and understand the direction, the apostles, you know, and what fueled their lives. These are men who could see that they didn't deserve what they got. The Apostle Paul talking about himself says, me, who am the least of all the saints. You know, some commentators say that the way Paul wrote it is that he say he's the leastest. Praise God. You know, there is big, bigger, biggest. So if there is least, lister, he said he's the leastest. I think he's competing with me because I feel I'm the leastest. Praise the Lord. And it's not just from the spiritual angle. Generally, I look at life very differently from a lot of people. And it would help. I may not be altogether correct. But I'm grateful for everything. Praise the Lord. Oh yes, I'm grateful for everything. I live in my world, but I try to live in different people's worlds. You know, some people want to always live in the best future. But what about the worst present you're not living in? Let me break it down a bit, you know, just so. It was last Sunday they kidnapped some. I was saying to myself, what if I was kidnapped? Now, if 
you're not kidnapped, but you could have been kidnapped. Can you be complaining that you don't have your perfume as finished? Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, some people have, they, they, they call it optimism. It's not optimism. You, you live in denial. This is reality. It was on Wednesday I was saying, you know, the way Christians fight, dead, dead, dead. You think that these are people that are sentenced to hell. Little did I know that a major, you know, Christian was going to go to be with the Lord that Wednesday. Praise God. You see, when we come to this Jesus, we must believe in him. Come with me. John chapter 20, because today what I hope we achieve is to go back and hear what Jesus said to us. You see, what did he actually say? Finally, we're in the season where we are, you know, remembering his death and his resurrection, praise God, and his ascension. And in one of the accounts in John 20, verse 30 and 31, the last two verses of John 20, the apostle John writing here says, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, what? That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing what may happen, you may have life in his name. These things were written so that you and I can believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I saw in the Gospels, the four of them, that Jesus had farewell messages, short, sharp, and direct. Matthew 28 16 to 20. This is what Jesus said after his resurrection, before his ascension. The Bible says in verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some did what? Doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you all, always, even to the end of the age. Praise the Lord. Here is where we take the word great commission, isn't it? But also here, apart from the Great Commission, you know what we can see? We can see the unequivocal promise. And what is that unequivocal promise? It says, lo, I am what? With you always. It means the Christian. Jesus said to them, Paul, oh, Peter, oh, James, oh, John, oh, any Christian you are. He says, I am what? With you always. Praise God. Now, other conditions may vary. You may find yourself in places you won't like, but it says, I will be with you. So it's an exercise in futility when, as a believer, I fight places, I fight circumstances. No, what I should guard is what King David revealed to us. He said, Restore to me what? The joy of your salvation. Take not your Holy Spirit. That's what he said will never, never be taken from you. So comfort may be taken from me. Friends may be taken from me. Health may be taken from me. Money may be taken from me. Any other thing may be, but he says me, I will never 
The way he's putting Hebrews, he says, I will never, ever leave nor forsake you. That's what he said. The other ones is what pastors are saying and bishops. Let's see Mark. Mark 16. We're looking at his farewell messages or validatory messages. Mark 16, 14. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Okay, let's read to 20. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the world through the accompanying signs. Amen. May that be an amen for you as well. May that be an amen for us in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, in this account of Mark, said to them, Now I have reason, you have an assignment. What are you going to do? Go into all the world. We have been taught, you know, some people have, you know, tried to break this down recently. And they say, go into the friend spheres of society. So go into the academic world. Go into the political world. So there are geographical parts. This represents not just geography, but it represents areas, you know, spheres of life. Maybe science, movie making, Go into everywhere that men are engaged. And what do you do there? When you get there, what do you do? You preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. Now, if I'm going to go, for example, into the movie industry, and I go to um, Nollywood or Hollywood, which one do you prefer to go to? You prefer Hollywood, right? So if I go to Hollywood, what gospel should I preach to them? What gospel should I preach to them? Let's see what Jesus said there. What is the gospel I should preach to them? It says what? He who believes and is baptized will be what? Saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. What is it the people in Hollywood should believe? Is it that God will make them rich? What will condemn them? What, what is condemnation for them? If they die in their sins. If they die in their sins. So, you know why Christians are fascinated with, you know, success message? Because they've not started going anywhere. Because imagine God is saying to you, sir. He said, go and pray to Dangote. I say, my God is a rich God. He will prosper you, Dangote. There is something all the world needs. And the world doesn't have it. The Bible says, there has been given no other name. No other name. Under the heavens. It's not anywhere. By which men should be saved. Except what? The name of Jesus Christ. That's the only other name. And do you know what? This is a commodity everybody needs. You know why? Because everyone living on earth will die. And at the moment of death, there are two possibilities. Those who have received Jesus' salvation, they enter into heaven. Those that have missed it, they go to hell. It doesn't matter. Ask yourself, do I believe this? Where I live, I have a lot of Muslim neighbors. 
And by the mercy of God, I pray for them. And I'm praying for opportunity, you know, to share the gospel. I'm, I'm just praying for, for divine visitation. Let them have visions and all of that. And I was just thinking, Lord, based on what is in the scriptures, if these people don't believe in Jesus, these my nice neighbors will die and go to hell. Do you think about that? It's a serious consideration. Praise God. But you see, we can make excuses for ourselves that you can't beat somebody, you can't force somebody, all of that. Even Jesus, when he preached, not everybody still believed. Okay? But these are things that the Bible expects us to think about. Because what it means is this. As you think about these things, there are some matters that escape your concern. There are some matters that don't bother you again. Why? Because there are more weightier matters. So when you discuss with these people, when you engage with these people, you know one of the things that happens, your self-interest cannot come up again. That's why the Bible can say, if anybody sues you for your coat, give him the waistcoat. You know why? You don't want to cause him an offense. I have a particular case, funny case. In fact, I can give you the details, okay? I have this Muslim tailor that works for me. When the man's wife was having problems with her pregnancy, he called me. We prayed immediately. God intervened. When he has an um, accommodation problem, he calls me. I will give him money. He found a shop newly. He needed money to pay. He came to me in January. He said, pay as, you're, as I'm working. You'll be deducting the money. After I paid, the work I gave him since February, up till now, he hasn't, that work is two hours work. But I know that tempting me. Now, you see, I have the power to harass him to the extreme. But you see, I've preached the gospel to him. He has actually made the confession of faith. But you know how it is, language and all of that. He's not Nigerian and all of that. I've done all of that. But when I try to get angry, they say, oh, oh, you have not taken him to heaven. That's bad enough. You now want to drive him to heaven. <laughs> you see, this Christianity is not what they paste on the... You leave it. These are considerations. So when you see believers behaving anyhow, they just don't get it. It's not about you. If you're saying this is love, that Jesus went to the cross and died for you, then what is your own love? What is your own love? What is your own love? You know, as you think about these things, they can become frightening. But thank God we are not left alone to run this race. You know, Jesus said to the disciples, don't be quick to go. You need the Holy Spirit. Because what this does is this, if we want to break it down, your interaction with unbelievers. Jesus said, if any will cause these little ones to stumble. Little ones are not by age. They are the ones who don't know better. Listen, if you're named a Christian and you're hearing me today, I'm begging you, please be careful. Be careful your transaction with an unbeliever. Let your word yes to them be what? Yeah. Even if you have to starve. Even if something, even if you have to die, die. But don't let them blame the gospel for your sake. You know why? It's the only reason you are alive. Jesus said, go and be witnesses to me. He didn't say, go and be witnesses to yourself. He said, I'm the only one that matters. When somebody engages in the security services, you join DSS now. SSS before DSS now. DSS are those who sit to the protection of um, VIPs. Isn't part of the job assignment that when there's a bullet, if you see coming, what should you do? Should you dodge? You put your body to take the bullet for your VIP. That is a human being who may be owing you salary. 
As a Christian, you and I are to take everything we can take. But let Jesus be what? Glorified. Let Jesus be glorified. So he says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. This is what we're to do. Okay? And he went on and says, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Now, if you're here this morning and please you're born again and you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I want you to desire it so that today you will receive it in Jesus' name. And nobody, let me help you, nobody needs to lay hands on you. You preach from the word of God and then you have experiences. The day I received my Holy Ghost baptism, nobody laid hands on me. I was in church like this and the pastor said, let's start praying. That's why I do that from time to time. And as we're praying, he said, okay, let's just hold hands. If you can't pray already, just trust God. And that's how I started praying. And Momichi was in the first service or something. When I came back home, I told her what happened. And then I laid hands on her and then she started praying. I was not a pastor. Praise the Lord, somebody. So this will follow. But let me show you something there now. Verse 17, let's all read that. It says, and this one, signs will do what? Will follow. I just want you to stop there. Sir, can I follow you when you're sitting down? Can I follow you when you're going nowhere? These signs will follow those who are going. 15, I believe, says, go into all the world and preach what? The gospel. As you're now going to, let's still take Hollywood now. As you're going to Hollywood and you're telling them, I'm not in Hollywood to get a Grammy. I'm in Hollywood to be a witness. So they tell you for you to make a good movie, you have to put some naked girls. Eh? There has to be some of those scenes that play soft songs and then the man is getting close to the woman like this. He said, those are the things that make itself. But you're a witness. So all those things in your own movies, what do you do? You cancel them out. What are you doing? You have gone into the world, isn't it? And you're being a witness. What will happen is this. A sign will follow you to confirm that by doing it the way of the kingdom, Jesus who said, I will never leave you nor forsake, is packing you up. The reason we are not being distinguished in our places of assignment is that we are not going and declaring the gospel there. There's too much compromise. Too much compromise. Too much compromise amongst believers. And you see, they say it can never work here. In this organization, if you're going to work here, this is how it's done. But the reason you're there is to be a witness. Now, the test for you is this. Are you going to seek the kingdom? You see, the whole scripture is one word. Is God and his righteousness and making men in his image. Are you going to seek the kingdom of God there? When you seek the kingdom of God there, it might seem like you're stupid. It might seem like you have no care for your life. It might seem that you have no future in this organization. But what did he say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? He says, all these other things shall be what? Added to you. Added to you. Let, let me share another personal testimony. Maybe it will help someone here. When I came from Lagos to Abuja to start the ministry, I got a job somewhere as a financial controller. This organization, you know, they got a big job in millions of dollars. And I was a financial controller. Getting into this organization, you see, that perfected means of surviving. They knew the company had money. The salary was low and the company had money. So when every of them, every of the staff in their drawers had car hire receipt, you know, hotel receipt for different cities. So if the organization sent them to Jaws, they had the receipt they would write to claim reimbursement. 
wherever they went, in all of that. And when I came here, the first thing I did was I went to the boss. Now, I'm a new staff. I've not even started working. I told him, okay, you have to increase the salaries of the people here. Like joke, like joke. The man said, okay, go and determine the salary. Praise God. Now, my own salary had been determined though. So I was not asking it. I won't benefit from it. What if the man sacked me? Who do you think you were? Well, he didn't. Praise God. So I went and increased everybody's salary. You know, and we continue working. Then the next thing I went and told the man, I said, sir, this thing they're doing here, why don't we say if you're a manager and you travel out of station, you're entitled to 50000 a day allowance. If you like, sleep in the park. Eh? The money I spend in hotel does not reach house. We put money in concrete. We put money in our wives. Can't you see, mommy? You see, I see my money is coming home. You see, we put money in solid things. Not somebody takes picture. I stayed at, uh, what are some of those hotels? And then you stayed. Are you still staying there? <laughs> Is it not both of us that are together here now? Ah, I don't want to mention the other one. Your conscience is already pricking you. I flew business class. You flew, oh yeah? Where are you now? You flew, you have landed. Are you still flying? Uh-huh. Praise God. In this office, so I told the man, and he agreed. So all the staff took all their fake receipts and threw away. Do you understand? Simple. And that's how we continue. Now, what happened in this organization? This is a testimony. They now employed a company secretary. And this guy was a relation, a relative of the boss. And for some reason, you know, on his own, I don't know what I did to him, but we're just not because we're like the top, two top most um, staff in this place. He was having issues with me. One day he came into my office one morning and said to me, IK, I said, yes. I said, I've learned in this organization never to fight you in the morning. I didn't know he was fighting me. <laughs> Praise God. But you see, all I was doing was seeking the kingdom. And then the testimony is not done. In this same organization, I made millions without stealing. You know why? Because God gave me uncommon favor. I will go to the boss. I will present it. I say, sir, I will make this amount of money. He said, okay, go ahead. At a time, this man wanted to buy something for one girl. I thought it was a girlfriend. I said, I'm not approving it in someone's organization. I said, how can? With my anointing, I'm approving mobile phone for girlfriend. I will not. The girl is now my friend now because the man told him that that boy there said I shouldn't buy. <laughs> so she's born again now. She'll be up. Do you understand what I'm saying? This kid, you, you, listen to me. When you believe, I don't want to prem myself. When you really believe in this gospel, there won't be two parts of you. You'll be one whole. Anywhere they find you, it's the same thing. Some people might not like you. You might not even like yourself. But you see, you're like the cows that were carrying the ark of God from the Philistines to the Israel. You are what? Lowing and going. Lowing and going. You know why? There is a reward. There is a future. You're serving a good master. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, so that's Mark. Let's look at, let's try and cover all of them this morning as quickly as possible. So signs follow as we go. If you're a child of God here and situations are about to put you in a tight corner, I want you to lift up your hands and say thank you because a miracle will happen. That's what I'm saying. Miracles happen. Let me put it more straight. The miracles that occur for the Christian believer are not for television. 
that as you go, leave all that um, business that people are doing. They are not. They as you go, you're here and there's a situation where somebody is sick in your family and the doctor says, for this person to be alive, you have to bring 400,000 for dialysis every day. There are two alternatives. Either you can become a thief. I don't know how much thieves get now. I think you become a kidnapper. Either you can become a kidnapper to be able to get to be getting that kind of money or you just give up. But there's a better alternative because the Bible records that when the woman with issue of blood has spent all her money on physicians and was nothing better, she said there is one name, there is somebody I've not tried. And the Bible says at the touch of the hem of his garment, what happened? The whole thing was healed. That is the moment to have faith. Are you hearing me? They call you to say, bring this type of money. You laugh. You say, the reason you called me is not for money. Someone will drop their phone. You tell them I'm born again now. You called me because God wants me to speak a word and that situation will change. When you answer some people like that, they will do as if the phone call. They don't want to waste their credit on you. They try another uncle or cousin or son. But that is the truth. As you declare that word, listen to me, brethren, you must remember God is involved in what we are doing. Jesus died and rose again, isn't he? And he's alive. He's watching. He's listening to your conversations. When someone insults you because of whatever limitation, look at you, yeah, yeah, you're uh, 77 years old. You're not married. Jesus hears. When somebody says, look at the way, way they walk out, crooked, crooked, you're a bushman. Jesus hears. All of that. You must live in that consciousness. And if he hears, then what do you do? You should let him do what? Determine the course of action. You should de- let him determine response. I think it was on Wednesday that we mentioned briefly about vengeance. He, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me a, a deeper understanding. He said the reason God says you shouldn't avenge yourself. You know why? Because you won't do a good job of it. How can you avenge yourself? Do you know all the places to touch the person? I was watching a movie, you know, recently. And the man was going to get some young man involved in his organization. And he told the young man, he said, this thing that I'm doing with you now, if you disobey me, that's if you don't do what I ask you to do. He says, I will kill you. I will kill your family. I will kill your friends. I will kill everybody that is associated. (laughs) He said to him, he said, you're not working for me. I own you. That's the type of level you want to understand this thing. You see, when God says leave matter, just better leave matter and be interceding for that enemy because he knows how to handle it. Praise the Lord, somebody. So anyway, signs follow. If you're put in a tight situation in obedience, God will show through. God will come forth. And that Dr. Nozo has shared with us how they wrote off the loan and how he got provision for his medical supply. God is a miracle working God. Whether it's finances, whether it's health, whatever it is that you need, that is a genuine need as you obey him. We don't see as much divine interventions because there is no divine cooperation. How can he intervene when you're finding your way? Even your GPS, when you keep disobeying it, you know what it keeps doing? It keeps recalculating. You put the direction you want to go. He's trying to lead you there. You keep turning there. All you just see is, the thing is just reroute. It's just turning because you're never ready. Praise the Lord, somebody. The power of God is available for every believer. As we go. As we go. Listen to me. There's a couple here, you're having issues. 
It's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not uh, muscle and power and noise that will bring solution. When you yourself submit, the Bible says having a readiness to avenge every disobedience. When you're one, your own obedience is what? Complete. As you do what God said you should do in that circumstance. Listen, God knows how to talk to everybody. God knows how to encourage anybody. He also has the power to supremely change somebody completely. Why don't you allow him to do it? Praise the Lord, somebody. So, so the power of God goes with us. Let's look at the account in Luke. Luke 24. Let's see what it says there from 44. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. 47. And that what? Repentance and remission of sins should be what? Preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. He says, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Praise God. What was Jesus' last words here? Let me retreat 46. Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary. So what is written is necessary, isn't it? Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to do what? To suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. That's what may happen. When you read the Bible, ask yourself, and then, what do you want? It says, all this was done, what? That repentance and remission of sins should be what? Preached in his name to all nations. Are you seeing what Jesus is interested in? I don't want to mention some things that some people say that's their commission. I don't know who commissioned them. But this is what he commissioned us. That repentance and remission of sins. You know why? If there is no repentance, there is no remission. And if there is no remission, there is no reconciliation. There is no reconciliation, then God cannot have fellowship with you. And you won't move into his house. And you won't have his peace. Two things. When you die, heaven, while you're here, peace with God. The peace of God and peace with God. Which forms the basis for peace with men. Repentance and remission. Jesus said, this I have done is that you may be able to preach. And listen to me, you know, I mentioned some Sundays ago. Repentance is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Repentance is the lock that unlocks the freshness of God. He said, repent and be converted. At what? Times of refreshing. Repentance is a privilege. That you're able to repent is a privilege. It means you're not condemned. Do you know every criminal standing before a judge had the privilege of uh, repentance? Nobody will go to jail. But we serve a God in whose goodness has provided repentance. So when conviction, some people come to church and they don't want conviction. Why? Every time I go to get connected, as small as you might think that meeting, I ask God, speak to me, open my eyes, show me something, let me hear you. Because why should I be on the wrong road? And be enjoying it. I beg, if I'm on the wrong road, let it be difficult for me. Let me only enjoy the good road now. So that I can enjoy the destination when I get there. Praise the Lord. 
So it says this is what it's about. Repentance. And why? Because the blood of Jesus shed on the cross is what is able to wipe the sins away. Is what is able to satisfy. And the power of God is what is able to break the hold of the wicked one. That's how come you can preach repentance. Without Jesus Christ, you can't preach repentance. Someone might feel condemned, but he will never be able to repent. Because the devil that has locked him will still lock him up. That's what happens with addicts. Once, you know, they are sober, they regret what they did, but they wake up and go back to the same way. But by the power of Jesus, the strong man is bound and his captives are what? Set free. So the Bible says, upon Mount Zion there shall be what? Deliverance. That's a message of deliverance. And where people are going and they are beating people and they are come. Have you seen those deliverances? And they are slapping people. Do you understand? All that twisting and turning. All this brother needs is conviction, godly sorrow, repentance, remission, times of refreshing will come. And then he moves out and becomes a more than a conqueror. But you see, how many of us watch movies here? Because I'm referring to a lot of, when the enemy has a chip inside of you, you've seen those movies where somebody's escaping. And then he escapes to somewhere, thinks he has fully escaped. And the next thing he just says, ta 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 the helicopter is coming. You see, they have something in him. That's why people go for deliverance continually. If there is something embedded in you, you have to remove. When you remove it, then you can be able to say, the prince of this world comes and what? He finds nothing. If there is something in you that is his own, he put it there. Anywhere you are, you know where to find it. Every person has a right to find his property. You come to church, then you go and still do some things in your office and you're claiming liberty. Liberty for who and from who? When I go share the money now. Praise Jesus. Okay, let's see John now. John puts it even more directly. In John, our Lord Jesus Christ from verse 19, we're looking at Jesus' last words after his resurrection, before his ascension. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, we're reading John 19 to 23. When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, what do I do? I also send you. This is very important. I hope we're able to come back to it. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he has said this, what did he do? He breathed on them and said to them, what? Receive the Holy Spirit. 23 says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are what? Forgiving them. If you retain the sins of any, what happened? They are retained. Now, can you see emphasis? Can you see what is important to Jesus? Praise God. Anybody has been a believer for over 10 years? Let me see your hand. Are you seeing what Jesus wants this whole thing to be about? What has it been about around us? At that, Dr. Connors has sent an email. I don't know if you got the email talking about the nation. And if we had gotten this gospel now, right, many years ago in Nigeria, Nigeria won't be where it is because we have many churchgoers. We have a large percentage of churchgoers. But the problem is that these churchgoers don't believe what Jesus said. A lot of people are going to church primarily for the betterment of their condition. That's why they go to church. They go to church for their protection. 
They go to church for their prosperity. They go to church so that they can better pass their neighbor. They go to church so that this blessing, you know, they'll be the first to take it. That's what they go to church for. Jesus then, after his resurrection, tell the disciples, see you guys, you are made. And me, Jesus, I'm telling you, I prophesy to you, you are made. That's not what he told them. He said, now I'm risen. What do you do? Now, remember, he made a statement and he said, as the father has sent me, so what? Now, when Jesus came, how did he come? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, okay? Who, though he was equal to God, considered robbery to be what? Now, the things some of those people say are not lies, though. Do you understand? But we are not considering it. That's the issue. Because if we consider it, it won't let us do the work well. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, he said Jesus was God, but he did not consider a robbery to be called, but made himself of no one, reputation. Coming in the likeness of man, being found in the apparent likeness of man, humbled himself. So, as you are sent, what should you also do? Not consider. Humble yourself to the point of death. You know why? Because you are assured that the same way the father raised Jesus from the dead, you also are going to reward. You trust him to pay in due season. That's what a Christian believes. So when a Christian is struggling to have his best now, he's doubting whether the father will exalt him then. Now, praise God, before you get very angry for coming to church today, now, in the process of your assignment, you might need a lot of resources. Wisdom, dollars, gold, beauty, influence, all of that. But you know what? They mean nothing to you. We have an example. David, King David, almost, you know, the Bible says Solomon was the richest. But you know how he became the richest? He inherited it from his father. You know the difference? David did not count his riches. It was nothing to him. But it was something to Solomon. He did not count it. And that's why he would say, I would rather be what? A doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than attend all the corporate board meetings. He said, I don't want to be listed there. Some time ago, there was a, a listing of the wealthy um, pastors in Nigeria. And one pastor was very angry that how can they not put his name? The same Bible, David said, I don't want to be counted there. Just count me a humble servant of God. Another person, he said, uh-uh. Emil Abaja, do you know how much I'm worth? What insult? Insult in what? Praise God. Are we getting what we're saying? So it says, as the Father sent me, so have I sent you. And what it means then is this, because that passage in Philippians says, let this mind, let this mind be in you. It's a mind. As I try to round up, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It means it's a mind I have to let to be in me. Somebody say, Lord, let this mind be in me. And I want to repeat, please. It does not exclude you from prosperity. Some of us here will be billionaires. I'm telling you, if Jesus starts, you know why? Because the work of the kingdom will prosper. And you know why you have to be billionaires? The normal billionaires won't endure sound doctrine. So you that you're already enduring sound doctrine, the Lord will now prosper you. Praise God. So that when that gold comes in, when that, you know, diamond and all the resources come in, or when you attain that position... It will be nothing to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will not corrupt you. It won't corrupt you. Praise the Lord. You will get it and it won't corrupt you. 
In the name of Jesus Christ. But what the scripture is saying to us is that you are no longer yourselves. Isn't that what the Bible says? You belong to him. So if you have it, what you do, you use it for him. If you don't have it, you use what you have for him. Wherever you are. The Bible says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Diffusing or diffusing through us what? The fragrance of Christ in palaces. In where? In every place. It means in your private jet, you diffuse his fragrance. Praise God. In business class, you diffuse his fragrance. Yes. Eh? In economy, praise the Lord. In um, Chisco Boss, God is good. Hallelujah. Kekena Pep, when you're on the Okada, through us diffuses his fragrance. The message will say, every place we go. That's the gospel. So when you come to church, you're not looking for God to do a primary work of reposting. No. You're asking him, glorify your name where I am. Glorify your name. Because he knows where you are. And he knows when the time will be ready for you to live where you are. And I know that many of us here, God will change our circumstances. Very soon in the name of Jesus Christ. Very, very soon. He will do a change. Yes. So that you can bring forth much fruit. Isn't it? You're bearing fruit where you are. He will bring you to where you bring forth much more fruit. Because the more influence you have, the higher you go, it's actually easier to reach more people. And God wants to reach more people. So you'll be a vessel in his hands in Jesus' name. So we try to round up. So he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, how can a mind be in somebody? What controls your mind? If the human being were a computer, what would be the mind? Eh? Your mind would be... The operating system, isn't it? it yes, the, the one that processes. So the mind is the processor. Now, what does the processor process? It processes information that is stored where? In the hard drive. Isn't it? So if the man, if you and I are computers, what is our hard drive? Let's clap for ourselves. Our heart is what? The hard drive. Now, if the hard drive has wrong information, the computer will spew out wrong solutions. And that's why Jesus in the scriptures, when he was asked, what shall we do that we might walk the works of God? He said to them, this is the work of God, that you do what? You believe. Because believing is what is in your uh, hard drive. It's out of that the issues of life. Flows. And my confidence and prayer for you and I, there's something I wrote here some time ago, I don't know what I, but that scripture where Jesus said, ask that you receive. And I'm saying today we will ask for God to help us to believe right. I'm trying to conclude, I'm very important. A few weeks ago, I was just there and just, you know, life and all of that, just things. And the question was asked me, which I want to ask you, salt, how many of us know salt? Does it make effort? To season what is put in. Salt, does it make effort to salt in? Yeah? To flavor. It doesn't, Abby. All salt needs to do is to be there. And what happens? You don't get salt and you start conjuring a salt. Now, this is the time to salt. This is the time to salt. At the count of seven, salt. No, you don't do that. Once you drop salt, it, it seasons. Praise God. Now, you know why? For you and I as believers, when our believing is correct, all these things we are talking about, 
will flow naturally. You know, the whole scripture is connected. I can't overemphasize that. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, he said, my yoke is easy and my body is light. My yoke is easy, my body is light. Why is that so? And why is it like we struggle with some things? Because we are not getting it right. Our believing is not right. Look at some of the things we've looked at today. When you go home in your time of private, pray to the Lord. Lord said, Jesus, open my eyes. Let me comprehend this. It's one of the places we read. Said he opened the understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. It means you can hear the scriptures and hear something else. How many of us have watched a movie about four or five times, the same movie? Do you realize you hear things? Some things they did that you just laughed. You didn't even get the real joke. You were just laughing because you are... At the more you watch it, you see that the handkerchief that was somewhere had a purpose. The more you watch it, you see that the glass, you know, tumbler that was somewhere had a purpose. You, you begin to understand more. So the same way, the believer, there is a right believing that when you get it, everything flows. And you transit from where, like I tell people, where people transit from where you say, ah, no, no, a, a young girl is being, you know, tempted to commit fornication. He say, ah, in my church, we don't, we don't engage in uh, sleeping before, um, what's it called? Marriage. No, no, ah, my church frowns at it. When somebody says that, you know the person has watched the movie with China, you know, he bought, China, you know those China, China cities that you don't see clearly. You just see people moving, men like trees. You see that somebody kicked, you don't know. <laughs> They've not started getting it. You understand? Because now the person is saying, or they say, ah, if pastor hears. They've not seen the movie at all. They're hearing stories of the movie. When someone has seen the movie and the person is tempted to come in fornication, the person will laugh. He say, do you know this body? He said, this body, everywhere I go, the Holy Spirit is living inside of me. Will I now make the Holy Spirit to come and be key? Are you getting it? The same temptation, but the response is different. So with this second one, if they like... Let them put you on private jet and fly you to Sesemako, the best island in the world, and give you seven cost meal. When the person goes, say, no, I thought we were just friends. So is that what you mean? You just start trekking out of the island. <laughs> this is how you'll be trekking. <laughs> you know why? It's not negotiable. You know who you are. You're a believer. You know your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. But when you don't believe, when you don't believe, you're looking for ways to cut corners. Too many believers are playing smart on themselves. You want money. You don't have to manipulate someone for money. Whether individually as a church, you don't have to. I mean, you can ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. But I don't have to vibrate and tell you the Lord says there's somebody here. Whereas I could have told the same Lord, Lord, please, I need this amount. Can you touch someone's heart to bring it? do I have to now borrow lie and say the Lord said hmm? the first five people let me even mention this I know Momichi can't wait to, to say it no in the announcement when Momichi was announcing that we had 10 million for, for the media pledge someone in church said ah 10 million that person will never pay it let me tell you the person has paid it No, 
not, someone actually said it. And you see, you may not blame the person, but where I blame the person, maybe the person is the first time in the father's. Where you call people out and say there are categories of givers there, and those who bring 10 million and over, you meet me at the altar. In fact, 10 million and over, you meet me in the office after service. 5 million and over, you come, the anointing on the altar. You know, the anointing there is more than the one here. 1 million to 3 million here. Anybody here with less than 50,000, my God does not accept that kind of money. Go. He said, but you know what? It appeals to the carnal mind, those who don't know God. Anywhere I go, no matter what God says to me to do, if you like, tell me that those who are bringing 5,000, they will not arrive home. I will still bring 5,000. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, so we are talking about believing. Our time is almost... You see, believe is the core. So salt does not make effort to salt. You know why? Salt is salt. Child of God, when you become a believer, man, when you become a believer, sir, when you believe right, you, you see, you will look in your past and you see you have been taking steps of a believer. You won't play acted. But you know why many of us don't want to be believers? Really. You see, it will rearrange you. It will change everything about you. Praise God. Is the preacher saying it's a one-off thing? No, it's not a one-off thing. But you know you're in process. You see, the type of things that you repent of starts changing. Are you with me? You talk to someone, you know, or something happens, you speak in a manner, like, you know, some days ago. The Lord said to me, ah, you occupy my seat. I say, how? <laughs> you're God now. He said, no, but, you know, the way you're, you know, calling shots, you're calling the shots everywhere. Yeah, this is right, this is wrong. You're the chief justice. I said, no. He said, so why? I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Now, you know the next thing he said? He said, there's only one thing I need you to help me with. Not judging. I need you to help me with loving. That one, God can do with all the help. Praise God. But judging, the job of chief justice. He said, allow me to do it now. You don't have enough information. I remember the scripture says, the way you judge. So maybe even if you have to judge, just judge everybody innocent. Everybody innocent, 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 innocent. So that when your own comes, innocent, <laughs> let's rise on our feet. <laughs> Father, we thank you. I want you to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want this thing to become natural to me. I want to be a believer. I want to believe the scriptures. The Bible says he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. You see, if I believe, I cannot be partial. I cannot maltreat somebody. I will not be able to because the spirit will smote me. He said, you believe all human beings are children of God. Why are you treating sister so X and treating uh, sister B differently? God, help me. Let me believe completely. If you're already giving permission to rearrange you, because it will get to crankshaft, you know, like the mechanic will say, the engine block will have to come out. Everything will need to be changed. Are you ready to enter into this? But there are privileges, child of God, because when you enter, the Bible says, these signs will follow in your personal life, in your finances, every area of your life, signs will follow signs will follow these signs will follow those that believe that believe Jesus Christ came into this world to die for sinners you believe that and you believe it wholeheartedly it will change your speech it will drive away fear 
It will bring confidence. It will bring patience. It will bring power. It will bring authority. It will bring wisdom. But it will rearrange you, sir. It will rearrange you, man. You will have no power over your own life. You will not be able to say, I deserve this. You will not be able to say, this one is my own. You will not be able to say, no, that. No, you will not be able to. Because you have to believe wholly. Our Lord Jesus said to us, he said, the scriptures cannot be broken. You cannot cherry pick scripture. Every word of God. When Jesus spoke, he says, heaven and earth will pass away. But not a judge, not a teacher. The ones I like, let me believe. The ones I don't like, let me believe. If it's difficult for me, I receive grace. Today, I want you to ask the Lord, please let me leave this church today. A confirmed believer. I want to believe in you. He said, this is what will follow. I will work in authority. I will work in power. Let me be like the salt. Let me become who you said I am. Let me not struggle to practice this Christianity. Let it become natural. Let me win souls effortlessly. Once I'm with somebody that is not a believer, let it immediately register. If I don't preach the gospel to him or her, this person will go to hell. No matter how rich, no matter how beautiful, no matter how intelligent. Lord, help me. I want you to pray. Lord, make me today. Help me. Do the work, the miracle of believing. Let it be established in me today. Help me. Help me. Permit the Lord. As you're praying, the Holy Spirit is going to be opening your eyes. And be showing you, this is the obstacle. This is the obstacle. Today, I want you to trust God for his touch, for his surgery in your life. I want you to picture that sword. I want to become like sword. That whether I'm joking, whether I'm angry, whatever it is, I'm a believer. Whether things are favorable, whether things are not favorable. Whether I'm in Nigeria or whether I'm in Cote d'Ivoire or whether I'm in Canada, I'm a believer. Because salt is salt. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I want you to pray. God will answer this prayer because that is his wish. Jesus will answer this prayer because that's what he came. John said, for this reason I wrote that you may believe. I want you to decide. I want you to see where I'm going so that it flows naturally. It flows naturally. Your response, your interpretation, your fears. I want you to, do you know what it means to be fearless? With all humility, by the mercy of God. Nothing panics me because I know my life is in his hands. I have put my life. I don't, nothing, nothing. I trust in him. He is my God. He's my redeemer. He's my shield. He's my buckler. He knows my days. He holds the balance of my days. Oh yes, this man is not afraid of death. He does not move me because I've seen the future. I've seen that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me. I've seen that my stay on earth is to be a witness, to preach his gospel, to be a sign pointing men to him. Lord, help me to believe. Help me in the way I treat friends, in the way I treat enemies, in the way I treat juniors, in the way I treat contemporaries, in the way I treat superiors. Help me! Help me. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden 
Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.